I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. Happy Friday. It's Tech Talk with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott back at home base. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics. Uh, it'll be uh, hopping here yes, in a few hours. I actually was here late last night, sat out on that, their patio, watched the end of the Rangers game, and it was a good hang. And it was all the things you and I have talked about as we've, as we've touted, uh, you know, touted this place on game days with just a great hang, great patio hang out here, cool bar, full-service bar. It is a uh, a good vibe, and it was vibing late last night, and it's going to be vibing even more tonight and tomorrow. And hopefully uh, celebratory. Right, and hopefully <laughs> popping off tomorrow evening after yeah. a, uh, a Houston game. Yeah, 2.30 kicks going right. give, to give, give folks to uh, be out on the town tomorrow as opposed to the night games, which I'm not, not, not complaining about night games, especially not when it was 100 degrees outside. But, yeah, we'll get uh, – we, we we can put more emphasis on the post-game celebration instead of the pre. It'll be a little bit warm tomorrow. 87 is the high, and you'll certainly get the bulk of that if you're out there at the ball game tomorrow, but uh, still could be a lot worse. And certainly we've seen that oh, yeah. uh, in the past. We'd love to get your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can weigh in at DoubleT973.com or fire up the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank and uh, contribute that way. Um, how about uh, our man Ludwig Aberg? My goodness, just unbelievable! You know, we talked about yesterday him being the first ever to play in a Ryder Cup team before he had competed in a major. Yeah, first player ever, not just like yeah. first Tech player, whatever. And I say this, I sort of say this time last year he was a student over here. I'm like uh, six months ago he yeah. was a student over here. He just unbelievable. So, so cool. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, the the downside of that, of course, is that, you know, it came to the expense of the United States, um, and the uh, the Europeans are off to a great start. Um, but Aberg himself was, was very, very good based on his performance. Not that I sat there and, and watched really any of it, but just reading the coverage. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like he had any kind of rookie, because this is a, like, oh, this is a big stage. Yes. And uh, and he handled himself very well. Yeah, um, yeah. I read so that far. coverage too, and then, of course they're playing over in Europe. And so what you're saying is, it's if you're up at two in the morning, you can enjoy the coverage. But made a 12 foot birdie putt on number six, a 16 footer on number nine. Uh, you know, just key key putts, key moments. And he's the young guy that they identified and said, "Yeah, we know he hasn't been here very long, but we want that guy on our team." And so if there was ever a case for someone to have nerves, it's that guy. He hadn't even done this in the Masters yet or any right. of that kind of stuff. And now you're doing it with sort of the weight of 
teammates and, and a continent, essentially, uh, you know, on your shoulders. And what a what a performance and what a cool moment. And again, the first thing he did the other day was brag on Texas Tech. So. And uh, you had an event, and you're in the yeah. you're in the, the written uh, yeah. hard copy version of the uh, newspaper yeah. there. Avalanche Journal, front page down there at the bottom. Yeah, this was uh, last night. The good good board members and folks, Chris Sneed among them, uh, and this had been planned for weeks and weeks, but they had people fly in from Georgia. I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday, mm-hmm. flying from Georgia and Virginia and Others drove in from Wichita and Dallas and, yeah, to uh, basically thank me for all of my work with the College Baseball Foundation, College Baseball Hall of Fame. And in, in, in that, in, you know, the first thing I said to them when I spoke last night to say thank you for the event and all of them being here was that uh, it was completely unnecessary. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big fanfare guy, but uh, at the same time, I wouldn't dare want to insult them for their effort on the weekend and all that. And what was really cool is I, we had a ton of former board members, many of whom are Lubbock citizens that have since rolled off the board and helped us in our formative years. And those folks, men, women, young, old, were, were all in the I think we had 13 or 14 past board members there. And uh, maybe the entire crowd wasn't 50 people, but it was, you know, like every one of them had a story or, you know, and uh, it, it was it was a special night, and that's what I was saying. We came over here and had a little nightcap and uh, watched the sad end to the Rangers game. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty special and and uh, really neat neat uh, release with quotes from Larry Hayes and Skip Bertman and people like that um, on the uh, collegebaseballhall.org website on the Hall of Fame website, and then this nice article here with a picture of me, and it looks like I combed my hair that day and brushed my teeth, so. It's always good. Don't have broccoli in my teeth um, or anything. You know, and you say sad result for the Rangers, um, but I mean, it, this is kind of what you've been wanting, yeah. like yeah. in terms of the photo finish. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, last night's results across the board: Astros winning, uh, Rangers winning. You know, Rangers obviously, losing. I'm sorry, yeah, Rangers yeah. losing, Mariners winning at the expense of the uh, of the Rangers. Um, kind of, you know, gives you that. It, like, sets everything up. This is going to be a nail-biting weekend for a lot of uh, fan bases. Yep, and uh, I believe the 33rd blown save, really tight ball game, and the Rangers get good bullpen performances until they get to the ninth. And uh, Araldis came out and gave up a little face hit to start the thing, and it looked like he got his double play ground ball, but it was a five-hop ground ball right between Jason, excuse me, Josh Young and Seeger, and so it's a little – C&I dog single, and then a wild pitch and a walk, and Jonathan Hernandez comes in and gets two pop-ups, and it's like, oh, my gosh, he's going to pitch out a bases loaded, no outs, and then he gives up the base hit and the two-run score. Uh, so, uh, you know, but I think the 33rd save, and you think about if they just have if they just cut that down to the league average, not the best bullpen in the right. league, but, you know, just get out of the cellar. They're, they're sitting there with a, a – a, Atlanta Braves like total of wins. You know they're sitting there with hundred something wins and coasting right now. But it is what it is, and uh, yeah, that that race just tightened up a little bit. And you're right. I said it was bad for the Rangers. It, for the for the interested fans, there's still there's still drama. Seattle still got work to do, but sure. they do control their fate to a certain extent, and uh, they're just about to the part where they can't afford to lose any games without a little bit of help. And I feel like that you know. All three of these fan bases could say the same thing. Like, 
if the Rangers just had an average bullpen performance, right? right? If, if the Astros were, were just one game above 500 at home yeah. instead of 39 and 42, be a much different you end bet. of this race. And here we More are. Tech Talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 Double T 97.3.com. Gus, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Tech Athletics, where tomorrow, of course, they'll have Lubbock's biggest game day celebration, Wreckham Alley at the Overton, will feature live music, patio games, a cash bar, and all of your favorite game day foods, and much, much more. We will have tickets to give away to tomorrow's Tech-Houston game, so stay tuned for more on that. Um, over at the uh, at the Walker last night, Gus, yes. Red Raiders with a big win over Oklahoma. Yep, tied it. It was scoreless at the half, and I think uh, – about 10 minutes into the second half, they had two goals in about a two, three-minute window. Boom, boom, one on a, a PK, I believe, and another one off a corner. I can't remember the sequencing, which one was first. But, yeah, took care of that game. Another shutout. Just no big deal, right? Another shutout. They uh, they are on top of the Big 12 standings, tied with Oklahoma State, four conference wins apiece, undefeated. Um, they still play TCU. They still play UCF. They still play BYU. Those are the third, fourth, and fifth um, teams in the standings. But, uh, you know, have to feel pretty good about things so you bet. far. You bet. And we talked about that yesterday, the RPI going into that match, fifth in the country, number five. And, uh, of course, you know, this OU team was a, had the 70-something RPI, so it probably hurt us by beating them. I'm, I'm saying that with tongue-in-cheek. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then and then next up is the Cincinnati Bearcats over here Sunday at 1 o'clock. And, and A.D., the the uh, the crowd photos and the different things I saw look hopping in there last night, which you would expect. Nice weather, Thursday night crowd, whatever. It used to be Friday nights, now it's Thursday nights. And, uh you know, if you if you uh, want to put on a sunscreen and put on a shade cap and get out there on Sunday, it's the same thing, man. They are those games are fun to watch. There there's a lot of energy in those soccer games, a lot more than you might think. You know, it's it's a good hang. Yeah, that Cincinnati game is big, not because the Bearcats are especially good. They're not. They're they've won just two games this season, um, but you need to stack up wins. Yeah, because after that. Um, because we can play the look-ahead game, yep. right, as, uh, as just, yep. you know, a bunch of nincompoops. <laughs> uh, you play at BYU. BYU was the preseason favorite. Now, they've not had the start that they would like, uh, but they were still undefeated in Big 12 play. They have had two ties um, and two wins. They're 2-0-2. Two. They're not out of it by any stretch. Did they tie last night? Uh, they did. Wow. Who? Uh, the Cougs tied um, – Cincinnati at home. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a missed opportunity. And so, you know what? That's probably great news. It's music to yes. Tom Stone's ears, I'm sure, because you look at Cincinnati, again, two, five, and four overall. They're one, one, and two in the conference. Uh, but they just went on the road and tied the preseason favorite to win the Big 12. This is not a team that you can overlook, right? right? You want those three points. 
um, especially because, again, we can play the look-ahead game. You go at BYU um, on next, the 5th. Yeah, which is next Thursday. Yeah. Then you host TCU, and TCU is right now a third in the standings. They're 3-0-1. And, and then you go at UCF. Um, so that's a long road trip. Yeah. You've never played there before as far as I know. Um, and that UCF team right now is fourth in the Big 12. So that's a, a, a very, very tough stretch. Gauntlet, yeah. Um, and so it's very important to kind of end this uh, homestand on the, on the best note possible. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to miss an opportunity for three points on Sunday, knowing what's what lies ahead. Heck yeah. I'm so happy for them. That is so cool. That has been fun to watch, and more and more people talking about it and asking about it, and it is uh, good stuff. Uh, this on the 8th Floor Ring Center chat line. Y'all play some of the most awful buffer music. Don't disrespect Al. A-L. Yeah, that, was, that answers uh, that, doesn't it? Well, I mean, the, the bumper music that came in was uh, Call Me Al. So I'm, I can't tell oh, if it's okay. disliking the song or liking the song and that's not wanting great, us to use that's it. That's a great song. Also a great music video. Uh, yes, one, one of the... I would put that on a top, what top ten, top twenty, top fifty, something absolutely, because that was uh, Paul Simon and uh, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase goofing around. Yeah, this in the chat line. Uh, no TV today. We are not on TV. We're on location today, as we are every Friday before home tech football games. We're at the Overton, the official hotel of Texas Tech athletes. Does that come with like a plaque or something? Like, is there a a certificate? Is there some kind of stamp to be the official hotel of something like this? Like, is there, you know, because, you know, at any restaurant, mm-hmm. like, there's, you know, Maybe a deep- sanitation department certificate or sure. OSHA or, like, just things that you got to hang might, up. Yeah. Might be the Texas Tech, the official partner of Texas Tech type decal or something, you know, on, on sure. doors and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. You know, is that, like, uh, handed over in a ceremony? <laughs> like a ceremonious uh, way, like, like one of the big checks. But Kirby Hocutt brings check. it over and yeah. a, oak, a little oak, yeah, uh, yeah, little oaken uh, thing. You open up, present it, yeah. Lights, Glass music, case. maybe the maybe the pet band comes along, some cheerleaders dancing around. Yeah, that's a good setup. Well, this is a good hang, and 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 if it's not obvious enough, you know, every week when we're in here, um, there's usually recruits, and I know for a fact there's men's basketball recruits here this weekend. And where do they want the recruits to be? Where campus is bussing, bustling, maybe bussing too, though, right? Is that proper use of the uh, the kids you the term you kids use these days? I, uh, um, that is not in my vocabulary. Yeah, it's bustling. Um, and then here in a, a couple hours, we're probably going to see some dignitaries filing through this lobby on their way back here behind us for the uh, Texas Tech Athletic Hall of Fame induction. Maybe. Among them will be perhaps Cliff Kingsbury. Well, he is in Lubbock. He was at the uh, football building at least earlier today. Good. Um, the Texas Tech football Twitter account. Love that. Showcasing some photos of Cliff back in the uh, back in his former office, uh, including photos with him and uh, McGuire, and then him, I believe, with uh, um, Kitley. So is that Kitley? So that's pretty cool. Absolutely, that is very cool. Probably hasn't changed much. I wonder if Cliff and Kitley are in there like, hey, put them somewhere. we'll get some video of, you know, like, is that what you do when while you're I'm hanging here. with your buddy? Yeah, yeah, like, while I'm here. Tell me about this RPO right here. I saw the USC last week do this thing with their tackle, and then they're in there for 30 minutes. Love it. 
Love to get your thoughts and comments on the EH Flooring Center chat line at double T 97.3.com. Someone asked this, how can the tech game be watched tomorrow? It is on ESPN plus. FS- is it not? Is it on FS one? FS two. Yeah. It's sports on- two. FS two. There yep. you go. Yep. Which on optimum that's in the low 400 channels for about 410 somewhere in there. Um, and I, I don't know beyond that. But I know it's FS2. Things that happen when you're one and three. <laughs> yeah, because we went into last week's game with the official FS1 or FS2. And uh, we lost our game and we got FS2. So. But, yeah, I don't I don't know about apps and streamers and all that. I don't, I don't know how that works. You guys will. AD, I don't know what you're going to do. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, is on 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 your carrier on on the streamers? What? How do you access FS2? Like, if you don't have any kind of cable yeah. or cable adjacent subscription, is that I, a YouTube? Or I, a I don't TV know if there's or, an. I have no idea. You might be listening to it right here on ninety-seven. No, 30. I can watch it on mine. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, okay. I can. I'm fine. Got it. More tech talk next. podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today as we do every Friday before home tech football games. From the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics and the home for Lubbock's biggest game day celebration, Wreck'em Alley, uh, will feature live music, patio games, cash bar, and all of your favorite game day foods and much, much more. The pregame party starts three hours before kickoff, and the fun will continue after the game here at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can uh, access that at DoubleT973.com or through the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, Gus, something will happen tonight for the first time. It's guaranteed. Any guesses? No. I don't know. Can I'm I guess one in the sporting, sporting sure, arena? Clint, go ahead. I, I think you're going one of the newbies in the Big 12 will have a conference win. Wow. Yeah. I, I was thinking true. Clint was going to eat a vegetable or something like no. that. Hey, I've yeah. eaten vegetables. We're, we're, looking, we're looking at 2027. Um, <laughs> Fried okra is a vegetable. Um, <laughs> up until this point, and granted, it's only week five or whatever it is, uh, but up to this point, the new teams in the Big 12 have not won a conference game yet. Well, tonight... Cincinnati plays at BYU. Uh, that game starts at 9.15 Central <laughs> there's, Time. There's your so late-night TV window. Hats off to you if you stay up for all of that. Yeah. Hey, if you do, though, you can just roll right into Ryder Cup coverage. Yeah, just make a whole evening of it. Just, you know, no sleep it. 
not to change the topic, but I did have a friend text me and who who was up in the middle of the night watching a bunch of that, and he said it every time Ludwig was on there, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Texas Tech. So lots that. of references in the broadcast. I was thinking, well, Greg Sands has to love that because he recruits a lot of those European sure. players that probably were watching. <laughs> so it was probably a good time to be over in Italy flashing your guns up. But, That's, yeah, I uh, that game that you're talking about, that BYU game, AD is like as much a toss-up. I saw one one team with a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and then a couple days later they were the one-and-a-half point, flipped it by three points, and the analytics on the thing have – BYU is a 51% to win, and the Bearcats 49%. So that's about as tight a matchup as, as you can get. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, and I don't – maybe something has changed because th- this seems like a pretty dramatic uh, bit of movement. But right now the Bearcats are one-point favorites on the road against a 3-1 and one BYU team that's fresh off a win in Fayetteville over Arkansas, right? right? I mean, this is a Bearcat team that lost to Miami of Ohio. Mm-hmm. This is a little puzzling. And then uh, ESPN Analytics, their matchup predictor, has uh, UC with a 57% chance to wow. win. Wow. So it's, it's kind of moved a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it has yeah. moved. I wonder if somebody's out or something. Yeah. Um, but either way, it'll be uh, it'll be somebody's first Big 12 win um, tonight. Yeah, I, Friday I night game. Nine fifteen. I, I, I know. The heck heck yeah, seven fifteen. Just meet us in the middle and maybe do eight fifteen. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would compromise there. <laughs> um, not the only Big Twelve this weekend. Uh, Big Twelve game this weekend, of course. Obviously, uh, you've got a full slate. Um, Kansas at Texas, Houston at Texas Tech. Of course, we're uh, locked into that game. The Re- uh, Red Raiders remain an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, Baylor and UCF. Um, it's UCF's first Big 12 home game. Uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma and West Virginia at TCU. Is there, uh, outside of the one here in Lubbock that's going to be played across the street here in about 24 hours, um, is, is there a Big 12 game that you're especially looking forward to this weekend, Gus? You know, the that, – w- TCU's a pretty big favorite in that last game, the West Virginia game. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I, I think West Virginia would probably want to keep playing games. They're, they're, they're probably intent on playing games to a script like two weeks ago against Pittsburgh and last week against Tech. And, you know, that'll be a Saturday night in Fort Worth, and they may need to play a game to that script to win on the road. And TCU's probably got a little more speed and skill. Uh, probably a tougher matchup for them. But I, I don't know. I, I, the answer to your question, I think, is the Kansas and Texas game is pretty intriguing. I, I would love to see Kansas win that. I legit would. Yeah, I, that, that comment there was spoken about their bowl game last December, but I would probably enjoy watching them win. You know, if uh, if the odds makers are to be believed, right, and they've got a lot of big, shiny buildings in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. um, this is not supposed to be some, like, super dramatic Mm-mm. weekend in the Big 12. Mm-mm. I mean, tonight, um, obviously, is essentially a toss-up, you know. Um, but the of, of the five games tomorrow, I mean, the, the smallest point spread is the one here, eight yeah. and a half. And that's pretty I good mean, size. Yeah, yeah that's sure. more than a touchdown. I mean, UCF is a ten-and-a-half point favorite against Baylor. Uh, TCU is a 13-and-a-half point favorite against West Virginia. Uh, Texas is a 
point favorite over Kansas. Um, and then Oklahoma is a 20-point favorite against Iowa State. Are you interested in um, – I mean, there's something intriguing about all those. Maybe that last game is maybe the least one, least intriguing to us this year because it's two programs we don't play, right? Iowa State and Oklahoma. But uh, the uh, UCF-Baylor, obviously two upcoming Texas Tech opponents, as is that Kansas and uh, Texas game. But do you, do you want UCF to wreck Baylor and just – you know, demolish them in a way that sets sets us up for success next week? Or do you want, you know, it, it would seem like that's the better thing rather than Baylor thinking they're, you know, rather than Baylor maybe finding themselves just in time to play us, right? I, I want uh, Baylor at their absolute yeah. lowest yeah. because, I mean, I, I think the difference in the two scenarios is significant. I mean, if, if they lose on Saturday, and they're supposed to, right? They're ten point underdogs. They will have lost what eight consecutive games against FBS opponents. I mean, that's a lot. That's yeah. almost a full conference season. Yep. Right. Um, and so, you know, having that streak hanging over your head, that pressure, right? That oh, man, are we going to win again ever? Like, am I ever going to win anything <laughs> ever again? Um, I think you want that on Baylor, especially going back home in front of what I'm sure will be a very antsy crowd. Mm-hmm. Whereas if if they somehow pull off this significant upset, I mean, again, double digit, um, then hey, you there's new life, right? Then there's hey, we we we've went on the road, we've upset a team, we found ourselves, we found our formula, and you know, like, whatever, um, newfound confidence increased um you know engagement from the crowd more butts and seats yeah i don't want any part of that yeah i, I agree and uh in, in, interesting little footnote about that game it's baylor's first, first first road trip of the year they're what four games in five games in and they haven't left waco yet so they get to deal with that challenge um and i i will confess on this as i was thinking about it ahead of time i forgot to check this but both of those teams playing with backup quarterbacks and it feels like we're around the time that both of those quarterbacks were scheduled to you know it was kind of a three to four week thing and i feel like uh, might be getting some starters back in that game more tech talk next podcast that finishes your workday in a very red raider way this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hey there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus i'm aaron clinton back at home base taking care of us. We're joining you today from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics, um, home also of Lubbock's biggest game day celebration. Wreckham Alley at the Overton features live music, patio games, a cash bar, all of your favorite game day foods, and much, much more. Pre-game party starts three hours before kickoff, and the fun continues after the game 
how about the, uh, the the Tupac news? I have not heard this. I really? Will con- I will confess to being preoccupied with out-of-town visitors until moments before the show, I but would, I, I, would, I am ready I to hear this. I think that this takes precedence over yeah. all of <laughs> I agree. Um, Las Vegas police have arrested a man tied to the 1996 wow. drive-by shooting of Tupac Shakur, he has been indicted on a murder charge. Wow. Dwayne Davis, 60 years old. Um, he isn't the accused gunman, but was described as the shot caller by authorities Friday at a news conference. The The weird thing about this, Gus, is he wrote a tell-all memoir in 2019 titled Compton Street Legend which I'm sure sales are about to skyrocket. Yeah. Where he admitted that he provided the gun used in the shooting. So this is not some kind of, like, guy that was way under the radar. He was, I mean, he was talking about it four years ago. You know, it's interesting. Um, I didn't realize that part, but about, what, three weeks ago or so, they, they had a, uh, yeah they had the home search, and that, that was sort of in the news. Um, they searched a home in Henderson, you know, in a suburb of, of Las Vegas, and it was believed to be, um, it was a search warrant type situation and believed to be connected to the investigation of this. And, A.D., it does make me wonder if if they were like, yeah, him writing that in a book isn't the same thing as a confession, but maybe what it is um, is is some breadcrumbs. You know, like he's leading us to something. And and interestingly, they, uh, you know, the I, it'll be interesting to hear, how the if if the book led to any any bit of an information trail but what the search warrant was about like if they were looking for a weapon or a laptop or yeah that, that'd be really interesting but i mean the the fact that something like this could you know that somebody could come to justice for this what 30 almost 30 years later 25 30 years later amazing uh this person says in the chat line the search warrant was for his ex's house ah interesting well that's a what's it take sometimes to get get something done disgruntled former employee right that starts going in you know starts talking about the company or something that was corrupt or a spouse you know spousal deal or something we're like oh yeah he he made me mad and i'm ready to talk my goodness man like if if you were involved in something like that and i know that you would never be but like What are you doing writing a book about a man? Well, like the, it's, it's, yeah, like the, take take it from a guy that's written a book. You're gonna make, <laughs> you're, I mean, you you might make a little bit, you know, a little bit of something, maybe pay for a little summer vacation or something. But you're not like that dude didn't get rich enough off of that to go. You know, I, if I go, if I get twenty years to life on this thing, it's worth it. All the money I made. It's a generational income flowing in from this book. You and I have never heard of, right? Someone like, says, "Seems stupid to me." Street cred, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm not discounting the importance of that in some circles, but I don't know that anyone in those same circles have ever picked yeah. up any street cred from writing a book. That, that's exactly. I, I totally agree. If he if he had it as song lyrics, maybe. Sure. But but again, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you there. Like the and again, it 
you know, it, if nothing else, maybe it tipped off the police to go, hey, we let's start sniffing around this angle, this person, you know, yeah. and then you and then you find the 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 former spouse or the ex or whatever, and and one thing leads to another. But what a yeah, in, in terms of the juice being worth the squeeze, not uh, if if the book if we find out ultimately, and this is a conviction and a prison sentence, and none of that's happened yet. Um, but if it leads to that, like, dude, that book was not worth it. Some secrets you just take to the grave. Ad, when you said uh, oh, some you circles that need street cred, you were talking about Raymar, right? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're someone that is involved on a semi-consistent basis with like drive-by shootings, you're not going to get you're not going to up your street cred by writing a book. Like noted accomplished author and you know gunman and drive by <laughs> shooting Dwayne Davis or you know whatever Dwayne yeah Dwayne Davis who can forget Al Capone's autobiography exactly <laughs> yeah all the all the tax dodge information was all spelled out there I mean <laughs> people might not know this but uh, had they gone ahead with an extra season of The Sopranos it was going to be all about Tony writing his memoirs <laughs> there you go you know yes couple of slow episodes early in the season to set the stage. Gabagool, A Life by Tony Soprano. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Get hey, oh. On, uh, on Kindle for $10. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's getting rich off of that. I hear that price point. I hear you. Uh, Southlake Weed Dealer says this. My book is coming out summer of 2024. Y'all will eat those words. Well, save us an autographed copy, please. Heck yeah! Is that is, it, I mean, given your is this fiction, nonfiction, romance. Given your nom de plume, is there like product that comes into this? You buy is three it, books. Is it you scratch get? and smoke. Yes. How does this work, weed dealer? And what are you writing about? Is it a how-to book, or or is it? Uh, are you offering a herbological like? You know, the, the right amounts of sunlight and water. You're going through seed genetics. Or what are we talking about here? The uh, the Friday night slate is actually really good tonight. Yeah. Have you seen this? No. Uh, uh, beyond, not beyond the Big 12 game. Yeah, I mean, and the nightcap might be the one that I'm the most interested in. Uh, but Sonny Cumbie coaches tonight. Nice. The, the fighting Sonny Cumbies mm-hmm. are at UTEP. Uh, that game is a toss-up. No favorite. It's a uh, line is even. Um, Utah at Oregon State, two ranked teams. Nice. Oregon State. Yeah, that's a good match. Looking to bounce back from that uh, loss to Wazoo. They're four-point favorites there in Corvallis. And then Louisville at NC State, a 4-0 Louisville team taking on an NC State team that's 3-1. Both teams undefeated in the ACC. Um, I mean, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it really is. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Thank you for spending part of your Friday with us, with Gus I'm Aaron. Clint is back at home base where he belongs. Uh, we're joining you today from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel 
of Texas Tech Athletics and also the home of Lubbock's biggest game day celebration, Wreckham Alley at the Overton. They'll have live music tomorrow. They'll have uh, patio games. They'll have a cash bar and obviously all of your favorite game day foods. The pregame party starts three hours before kickoff, uh, and then the fun will continue after the game. Hopefully everybody's celebrating a nice uh, big win over the visiting Houston Cougars. Um, this is kind of an interesting game uh, in that both teams up to this point are having seasons that are uh, that are disappointing. Mm-hmm. The Cougs are 2-2. Two and two. Um, you know, they had a pretty decent win, close, but still a, a respectable win against a good UTSA program to open things up. Um, but you, you, you lose to Rice, which, you know, is embarrassing in a lot of ways, I think, for U of mm-hmm. H. Yep. Uh, you, you get really handled pretty easily at home in your Big 12 opener against TCU. And now you're you're going on the road to a place that you were playing last year. Like, you this is not, I mean, unlike, you know, Texas and Houston, unlike, um, I think, maybe even Baylor and Houston, Tech has played Houston a good, a good decent amount, especially over the last 15 years. You played him in 09 in uh, Robertson Stadium back then. Uh, you lost that game. You played him in 2010. You played them, I think, four times in the last five years or so, six years. Um, so this is a, a pretty familiar series even though um you know some of the faces are new the coaches are new maybe in some instances and so i I don't know that you have the excitement level within that that fan base for this road game the way that like ucf fans were just jacked to go to manhattan kansas last week right you know yeah i i think uh yeah and 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 houston's upcoming stretch in the schedule I mean, this may be, you know, one of the more winnable games they've got ahead. Um, and so they're up against it. Um, and, you know, we know where the Red Raiders are. And, and they've, been, they've been close, and they've been close at home against a really good team in Oregon. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's all right there. And it's, it's you know, we're, we're, we're all here for them putting together a, a complete a complete game, I guess is the right way to say it, but, you know, just good in all phases and a clean offensive game. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've – uh, what's the over-under on this game? Have you seen some? Is it in the 50s? 50s or 60s? I can pull it up real quick. If you don't mind. Um, not that I'm giving you assignments, but you've got your keyboard on there. Um, and, I, and, and the reason I bring that up or the reason I say that is that just thinking about the game, is it going to be more of a game played in the, the winning team going to be in the low 30s, high 20s? You know, that that's sort of my question. Point total is 50, anywhere between 51 and a half and 52 and a half. Yeah, so that is probably a game that's a, I mean, when you think about an eight, nine point spread, that's a roughly 30 to 22-ish yeah. score. And so that that would uh, that would make sense, but uh, yeah, you know, and, and it's hard to it's hard to point to Texas Tech and say, oh, this is a, a forty-five point game. Hope so. Ready for that sort of offensive performance with hundred-yard receivers and hundred-yard rushing and four hundred yards passing. You know, give me all of that. But uh, it would just seem to be that where where we are right now, a thirty-one-ish point performance is is uh, 
uh, is, is probably that number that, you know, we, we ask the question on the show a lot, like, would you take 31 points? And I think the answer is yes. At this point in time, I would. And um, hopefully that's enough to slow Donovan Smith and the Cougars down. I think that the way, and, and you know, I hate saying this out loud because no sooner will I say this than it will, like, guarantee that the opposite happens. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, Tech's defense has played well enough this season through four games, consistently enough through four games, to where I feel like we know what they are. Yeah. You know, and while maybe you haven't, you know, received the the eye-popping sack numbers right. uh, from your edge rushers, like maybe we were kind of hoping or expecting, I think overall it's hard to be upset, really, with the product that you've seen from Tim, De- Tim DeRuiter's team or his, uh, his side of the ball. So... Yeah, it would surprise me if they come in here and score 30 points, like in regulation. That yeah. would, because this is not some explosive Houston offense. Right. Either. I mean, they, right. they were held to 13 points by TCU at home. Um, you know, they only scored, I think, 17 points at home against UTSA. Now, they did go kind of back and forth and score a bunch of points against Rice, but that's Rice. And a big comeback. They were down right. big early. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think that they have some of the same offensive issues that tech does in that you're not super explosive you don't have someone that can kind of take over a game um i don't think donovan smith is um you know the best quarterback that you'll have faced up to this point i like donovan i think he did a great job at tech i agree um I, i i really have i feel positive things toward him um but at this point in his career and especially i think still dealing with a bit of an injury He's not going to sit back there and just pick you apart. Um, so if, if you don't let them beat you, if you don't bust coverages, if you don't commit stupid penalties, um, you should be okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, I, uh, I mean, Donovan presents problems given, um, you know, given what he can do with his legs. You know, he's not the the quarterback I want to defend on third and third and goal from the three you know because like he the qb run game can be real and uh, we've seen that from him we've seen him you know convert and i say that he i think he converted a fourth and three or a fourth and two against texas at a point that we had to have a score in one of those games and um you know we know what he can do with his legs um and and uh and so that's that's the the daunting part i'm sure of facing him like there's got to be a disciplined approach because uh and there's also got to be a uh um uh, uh you know a heavy approach because the qb run game from him can be taking the snap and following that lead blocker off tackle and you better get heavy and take it on because that guy's six five two thirty right and he can really run for as good a runner as shuck is donovan's probably better bigger and physical uh, but yeah, it's it's just a, it's a unique challenge. But I'm like you, I don't know that the supporting cast around him is just full of threats in a way that uh, that that the focus isn't all on Donovan. This has been the Tech Talk podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.